I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today, I'm here with Heather Cox. Heather has been a WordPress website designer, social media manager, strategist plus SEO expert since 2011. Uh, you're certified in advanced social media for business. That's uh, I, we, we talked a little bit before this, like this is all kind of outside of my wheelhouse. I have someone who helps me with it. You've helped me with it I just uh, very graciously. Um, but first, let me just say thank you, Heather, for, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. I'm excited to have this conversation. Yeah, me too. Um, why don't you just start, let's start by just getting your background. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, kind of what you do, and then um, we'll dive into it from there. I have lots of questions. Yeah, sounds good. Well, again, my name is Heather Cox. I am a WordPress website designer, social media manager and strategist, uh, kind of an SEO nerd. I don't like to throw the word expert around too much because, you know, we're always learning and, you know, social media and search engine optimization is a constant, you know, uh, learning experience. Um, I've been doing this, you know, in business since 2011, but really have been, you know, working in the industry for 15 years now. Um, my first client was actually a real state investor here in Delaware named Bob Warburton. Um, I'm actually having lunch with him this week. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, I've actually, um, I'm a second generation uh, woman entrepreneur. My mom uh, owned a store and business since I was the age of three, I believe. Uh, she actually had a store in the front of our home. So I, you know, the front foyer was kind of like where it all began. I would watch my mom sell her um, homemade dried floral arrangements. She was actually on QVC as well. Um, and, you know, I got to grow up watching my mom um, build her brand and her business. So it was kind of a no brainer for me to go into, um, have, you know, being a business owner myself. Um, my sisters are also business owners as well. I have two of them. Uh, you know, my older sister owns a recording studio. My younger sister owns a horticulture and landscape company in DC. Um, so, you know, we're kind of a family of entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs. Um, and I've been working in social media for a very long time. I mean, I started MySpace days, right? Where we all had our, our MySpace pages. Um, I've been on the computer since sixth grade, making newsletters for my aunt, um, you know, just kind of a big computer nerd. So it was kind of after doing a little self, you know, uh, soul searching that everybody goes through during their younger years, um, I kind of dropped out of college and I kind of pursued um, a different career, but then I got hurt on the job as a certified nursing assistant. And then I was like, okay, I think I need to kind of take the reins and do this myself. So at the age of 21, I decided to become an entrepreneur like my mom and dive into the world of the newly created social media because that's when Facebook kind of came around. So my first business page, which there wasn't even business pages around, there were only profiles 
and you needed a .edu email to even um, sign up for Facebook, I created my first business page on a profile. And that's kind of how it all started. That's that's really cool. And I, I mean, I just love the, uh, you know, your mom was an entrepreneur and now uh, has three daughters that are entrepreneurial. I, I think that's obviously a, um, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's genetic, but it's certainly learned, uh, you know, kind of whether it's nature versus nurture, I suppose you, it could be argued, but it, it's, it's really cool to have that, um, you know, kind of fi- family connection. And I'd imagine it sounds like the, the, the businesses are sort of varied. It's not, you know, you, you didn't all go into flower, uh, dried flower arranging like your mother, you know, kind of each have your own thing, but I'm, I'm imagining, uh, they can use someone who, you know, knows social media and can help them with websites and things like that. And so, um, it's kind of cool to, to have that, you know, be able to be a bit of a family business. So that's, that's really neat. Um, so you started, you know, really in the beginning uh, with social media, it sounds like, how do you, I mean, (laughs) how do you sort of latch onto that and decide, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be something that's important. And like, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee. And he talks about, you know, how he was talking about social media and how he knew everything was going to, was going to be great. But, but how does that, like, how did that, feel to you when that stuff started if you're you know you you couldn't even make a business page they didn't exist but here you went ahead and made one so how how did you really get that bug it's funny because um in fifth grade uh uh two instances actually in fifth grade one i won the stock market game and the reason why was because i chose aol as my stock um, and at that point, it was very emerging. So, you know, I kind of saw the writing on the wall that this new technology and connecting with people one-on-one through online was going to be huge. And then the other instance in fifth grade, um, our science experiment or like science fair, um, I actually took different branded bottles of water, Evian, Deer Park, whatever. I emptied the bottles out, put tap water in them. And then I showed the different bottles of water, the price points and the branding. (laughs) And I said, and I gave everybody samples. And I said, which one tastes better based off of what you just tasted? And they were, everybody said that Evian tasted better because of the price point, the branding, it was higher end, but it was all tap water. So that those two things kind of like, I didn't know it at the time, but when I look back now, I'm like, wow, like I kind of had a bug and knack for this already. So, you know, and, and AOL, I was, we would get the discs in the mail and I had aim the AOL instant messenger. And I was already, you know, Um, conversing with people online. So when Facebook came about and social media started to kind of gain traction, I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to work with consumers directly, to contact them directly, any tech support they needed, any troubleshooting, and even working from business to business because I knew businesses were going to get online and and to you know connect directly with their customers and consumers. So I just think I I kind of saw the writing on the wall and was like, this is going to be something huge. Yeah, yeah, and certainly it is, and it, it's uh, I. You know, I think people who have listened to me before seen my, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not good at it. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to learn all I can about social media. And you media. are getting better. Let me just say, I've been watching. So good job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It, but it's like for, for, 
someone I I didn't I didn't really even want to be a part of social media. Like it was never something that I, I you know, have I have friends that uh, I a very good friend of mine. She was the first person I knew who had Instagram. And I was like, what are you doing with these ridiculous pictures? Like, I just <laughs> I thought it was so silly. I didn't I, I've always been a private person, too. So it was like I didn't want to put put my life out there. But as a business, you know, being a business, a business owner, it seems hugely important now. It's at least, it, you know, I can recognize I'm not good at it, but I can also recognize the importance of it. And so it does seem to be really kind of this, this ever-changing landscape as well. So it's kind of like, I, I don't know if there are college programs directed towards social media, but it almost seems like that wouldn't even make sense because by the time you finished your four years in college, it's going to be so different. Like it's such a, a changing thing and the, the algorithms are changing constantly. What did you do to kind of learn your craft? What, what do you do to, to stay on top of it? How do you, how do you navigate that when it's changing so quickly? So I try to have my ear to the ground in regards to any new social media platforms or algorithm changes with Google or, you know, any, any new trends that are emerging. Um, and, and to your point, you know, you know, having a four year degree in social media, I mean, it could, it could teach you the mechanics, but you're correct. You know, once you're done, everything has kind of changed. So, you know, um, there is a program at the university of Delaware and it was the first of its kind. Um, it's called the, uh, advanced social media for business. And it's actually a, um, certification program. And I believe it's only six weeks. So um, it's actually shorter time span. So you can actually cram more information and relevant information into the course instead of, you know, three years down the line, you're learning something that's completely out of date. Um, And I'm also searching Google trends. So if I'm on Google, I'm searching social media trends, 2023 website trends 2024 I'm looking in the future so I'm I try to keep my ear to the ground as much as possible um and one of the biggest shifts that I feel that that has happened in the past couple of years is social audio um you know with clubhouse and uh twitter spaces and linkedin audio um that was a great um, shift for a lot of people in regards to social media because they don't have to take the time to create this perfectly curated content for their feed. They can speak in that, and that is the content. So just keeping up with the trends and making sure that I'm constantly researching um, to make sure that I'm not falling behind on any platforms or trends that are emerging. Yeah. And I, the, the, the certification course that, you know, that sort of, that sounds like a much more a much better like more applicable way to approach it because that course could be different six months apart right so you take that you could in theory say i'm going to recertify every year or something like that just because Mm -hmm. things change so quickly but that's maybe a better approach to that i you know i i think uh people i'm i think it's remarkable that the people like yourself that are good at social media and, and helping others with it the ability to kind of stay on top of those things is, is extremely important. That that may be the most important part of that, you know, just knowing how to, to uh, navigate everything is, is hugely uh, impressive. I think let's talk a little bit about just the different platforms, right? So there's so many different things, you know, you mentioned MySpace AOL, those are, those are gone. Like things are sort of evolving all the time. We're going through them quickly what do you see as maybe the most 
valuable uh, platforms for people to focus on right now? Do you see that? Do you see in your mind is there is that going to shift? You know, sort of going forward over these next couple of years. What what do you think about it? Um, I feel as in regards to social media platforms, I feel as though that it does shift all the time. Facebook was the jam in the beginning. Then came Instagram and Twitter was always there, but it wasn't such a huge thing until the election cycles because it's very political over there. Um, LinkedIn, I feel as though, is always the tried and true. And never, you know, it's very professional, but it's also... Um, a slow progression over there. So they just added the creator mode. They just added um, LinkedIn audio. So, you know, my strategy in regards to social media, there's not one that I feel as though is better than the other. It's just what is the best right now. So Facebook was the best at one point. Then everybody kind of moved over to Instagram. Now, Twitter or excuse me, TikTok is the big thing. And now everybody's competing with TikTok. I mean, even TikTok has overtaken uh, website views than Google, Google google.com. Like if you visit google.com, people are visiting tiktok.com more than google.com. So you have to think about what social media platform is popular now, but the overall strategy for any social media platform is like consistency, because what if, Facebook goes down. Well, then you've already created that audience on Instagram. So you're not going to freak out because you put all of your eggs in one basket on Facebook. And now you have to start again over on Instagram. So that's always been my thing. Like, just look at the trends, see what, like right now, my opinion clubhouse is like my favorite (laughs) and, and the best, because it is that audio you direct with, you know, you, you connect with people directly through your voice, which accelerates, you know, your, your relationship with that person instead of Instagram, where it may take three, four, five touch points to even get to, you know, your next level of, um, communicating. So, you know, again, I just kind of do like a whole, even strategy across the social media board. I do a bird's eye view of like the social media landscape instead of just honing in on one. Um, But TikTok is like right now the biggest in regards to website visits and clicks and views. That's, I mean, that's interesting to know. I, I, um, I'd love to talk about Clubhouse actually a little bit because I, so when, when I first heard about Clubhouse, I was probably most excited about that over any other social media platform that I've ever heard about because really for the reasons you said, it's right. It's like people can just get on there and have conversations. And so I got on Clubhouse. I I, I admittedly not, not uh, consistently, admittedly, I maybe don't understand it completely, but I found it it didn't, it wasn't what I had hoped it would be, I guess is what kind of what I, I came across. But I, I, I think it's probably me. I think it's, I don't know how to use it. I don't, I'm not, you know, kind of uh, d- doing what I should on there, but I, I wonder if you could give us some tips about to, how to sort of increase your, your, you know, presence on clubhouse. How, what's the best way to go about using it? What are some of the, you know, tips and tricks that you've come across? Um, Well, number one, you want to make sure that you have a stop the scroll photo. 
because stages and rooms can get pretty big, right? It's, they have rooms that are like 10 people and that's great. Smaller conversations, higher conversions. Um, But then there's bigger rooms where there's like 200, 300 people and people are scrolling through and looking at the most visually appealing profile photo. If you have a grainy photo, if you have a photo that looks like somebody else's, then it's not going to convert. Mine is very like in your face. Like I have big black glasses on. And this isn't even like a photo. It's actually a um, avatar that I had somebody create for me. And it even has like, you know, ones and zeros on the background that it's a very stop the scroll photo. Um, And then also optimizing your bio for keywords, because within every social media platform from, you know, Clubhouse to Instagram to Facebook, there's an internal search engine and you need to optimize your profile to be you know, found via that internal search engine. So when I first got onto Clubhouse, I typed in WordPress because I'm a big WordPress nerd. Um, and I found other WordPress designers because they had WordPress within their profile. So if you optimize that profile correctly, people will be able to find you with just a simple keyword search. Um, let's see, so that, that, and then also um, connecting your Clubhouse link to your website. A lot of people, you know, right now WordPress doesn't really have like its own. Well, if if there's a social media button plugin, they have not updated it to include a clubhouse icon. So what I did was I created my own clubhouse icon and I put it on my website or even just a link at the bottom, listen to Heather Cox speak on clubhouse. Um, And I also added it a little logo to my business cards. So just make sure that you're, you know, directing people to clubhouse to your profile. So people can find you on clubhouse and also the larger search engines like Google and Bing. When you're actually on there, what, Mm -hmm. what would you tell people is, is the, now there are rules about like, you starting your own room and, and going into other people's rooms and being able to speak and all of that. How, how do you, how do you navigate the, the actual process, the, the user, uh, you know, use, using it well, I suppose. So I used to run a lot of rooms on Clubhouse back in the day about social media, um, you know, but then my life kind of got a little hectic because of um, the exponential growth that happens with Clubhouse. Like I said, you're connecting one-on-one directly with people through voice and it kind of, you know, speeds up the process. So I no longer run rooms as much as I used to, but I am on it all day long, all day long. And the reason why I'm able to do that is one, I'm able to... Um, I like to listen to Clubhouse as a podcast type. I'm just listening to it in the background. If I'm on stage, I'm kind of tuned in a little more. So I'm able to answer questions. And then I also block out time to be a speaker or a guest, you know, expert. Um, Today, I will be speaking on social media today from 2.30 to 3.30 on Clubhouse. Um, But, uh, you know, just making sure you get on stage, right? Because if you're in the in the audience, not, they're not going to hear you. Um, and I do use clubhouse a little differently. I will get up on stage. I will talk, but then I'll comb through the audience, which is in the, in the speaker section. And then the others in the room, I'll scroll through, I'll look at people's profiles. I'll follow them if they align with me and then I'll message them my free ebook. Um, so because I'm directly connecting with them, I'm giving value right up front, giving them something for free. And then, you know, we connect on a a deeper level, you know, moving forward. So, um, 
I think that's the best way is to utilize all of the functions that they have, the back chat, you know, the back messages, the chat feature, and just getting on stage and speaking up and you can do it. (laughs) Everybody's a little nervous to get on stage. So I think you could do it. (laughs) How do you, can you just get on stage? I I thought that they you were click the hand raise and you, yeah. you click the little hand and they bring you up. And as long as you provide value or ask a question to the topic that um, is at hand, then, um, you know, you're good to go. You don't want to get up there and just say, you know, like hard pitch yourself, right, right. Um, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. A lot of, and there are pitch rooms that you're allowed to do that, but you really want to stay on topic, add to the conversation, ask questions and just being personable around the topic. Okay. Okay. No, that's, I mean, that's really good advice. And I think it's, it's, I guess it's intimidating to get on, get on stage and, you know, speak with, within a room full of experts, I suppose. But it's, uh, I, I think, like I said, conceptually, I love the idea of just, you know, sort of concept, you know, this is unbusiness related, but my, my couple of friends and I, we love football. We watch football games. We're Patriots fans. And when clubhouse (laughs) came out, (laughs) go Eagles. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's okay. The uh, I know I know that not everybody is a Patriots fan. Um, when when the games are on, a lot of times we would just text to each other like through the whole game. And I one of my first thoughts was like, well, we could just get on Clubhouse and sit there and talk about it, like while we're all watching the game separately, and let other people like have other people come in that are interested in the game, and just like everybody talk. I, it's just a cool concept. I just felt like I, I, I wasn't using it right. And, and, uh, so I appreciate, you know, kind of the tips. Um, okay. Let's talk about TikTok because (laughs) as a, as a middle-aged person, it's, uh, something that in, you know, conceptually to me, it's, it's a place for, for kids, for younger people and things like that. But I know a lot of people are telling me that's, that's not the case. I'm, I'm not on TikTok. I, keep going back and forth in my head with, you know, sort of creating a business profile there. So maybe talk about TikTok as a, as a business, like using TikTok as a business, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to do dances, but I want, I'm, I'm interested because I do, you know, lots of people talk about how, you know, this is the, the, the best way to sort of grow organically right now. And you just said, you know, that they're, they're getting more clicks than, than Google. So it, it seems important but I wouldn't even know where to start from a, from a business standpoint. So, I mean, there is a train of thought in regards to how to create TikToks and that you have to create videos, um, TikTok-like videos over on TikTok. And again, I mean, I have a different school of thought than many people, um, but there are different ways to market an influencer versus a business over on TikTok or an influencer versus a product on TikTok or product versus business, right? Um, as a business, you know, yes, you want to be in front of the camera, but you also want to use TikTok as a way of social proof, um, you know, that you are who you say you are and that you can give the knowledge that, you know, or, you know, information about an upcoming podcast or maybe behind the scenes of your, you know, setup that you have or, you know, there's different ways of, do you know, 
creating a TikTok. Um, I look at it as just creating a vertical MP4 <laughs> because the, I mean, there's Instagram reels, there's TikTok, there's Facebook reels, there's Pinterest pins, there's YouTube shorts. They're all the same, which is vertical nine by 16 ratio MP4 like video. So I see that these, I see these social media platforms as a way to disseminate information and like get, let's say, get this podcast out. You can create a vertical video and repurpose that vertical video over on TikTok. Um, You know, there's, again, there's different schools of thought, but, you know, for a business, um, you know, show the product, show your services, show yourself in as much capacity as you can, that won't burn you out. Um, I feel as though a lot of influencers do get burned out because they do have to be on the camera all the time. (laughs) Nobody wants to do that. So I know I don't want to do that. I was getting to the point where I'm creating all these little informational skits. I'm dancing a little bit. I'm pointing a little bit. I'm talking to the camera saying, here are my top five tips for social media strategy. And it is tending to get a little oversaturated at this point. So everybody I feel as though needs to do a little soul searching and kind of carve their own path in regards to the short form videos, because I feel like there's a lot of copycats, a lot of just regurgitating the same information or doing the same trend. Um, and it's just becoming this oversaturated market that I feel as though everybody's getting a little numb to. So um, be unique on TikTok, be unique, do something that's out of the box and um, F the haters. Because <laughs> <I mean, laughs> that's what TikTok is. There's a lot of haters on TikTok, a lot of trolls. And TikTok is a great way and, and a great place to kind of numb yourself to that type of behavior. When I got on TikTok, whew, I was not happy with those trolls, but now it's, you know, it's a lot easier to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you get, get a bit of a thick skin. What's the difference between TikTok and, and Instagram Reels? And you said, you know, you listed the other ones too, but, but kind of, is there one better than the other? Does it, is it just a matter of being on as many platforms as you can? What's your thoughts there? Um, I mean, my thought is always omnipresence above everything else. If you're able to create a short form video for Instagram reels, then you can repurpose that content across multiple platforms because, you know, Joe Schmo on Pinterest may see your video, but Joe Schmo may not be on TikTok. Um, you know, so, you know, disseminating and repurposing that content. Um, and again, there's different schools of thought, but it seems as though people think Instagram is a little more polished with the reels. TikTok is more, more behind the scenes, kind of like uncut, uncensored, like not as polished. You can do and say whatever you want. Um, But a lot of the trending audio that you see on Instagram is influenced directly from TikTok. So, you know, just repurposing your content, I really feel as though that there's not much difference now um, because Instagram is kind of a copycat of TikTok at this point because they are scared of TikTok because it has taken viewers away from Facebook and Instagram. So, yeah, yeah. I I mean, imagine that, that, you know, probably all of the, social media platforms get, you know, a little bit 
<laughs> worried and then you know sort of we'll we'll do that sort of copycat well they're they're doing this we need to create our own version of this people seem to love it that kind of thing well um, that that happened with twitter and linkedin they used to have twitter stories at the top and linkedin stories at the top now they're gone tiktok added stories right so it's like they're kind of each platform is kind of picking and choosing what you know uh capability or feature that they have that people can use and and kind of maybe doing a little bit of analytics and data research to see, okay, are people really using the stories? And is this um, something that a feature we want on our platform? So there is still, you know, again, social media is always, a, you know, it's always an evolution, always a change. And we just need to keep up with the always added or removed features per platform. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's, it's like the reason why, each of them gets popular seems because they have come out with something new and unique, but then they all seem to then end up doing the same thing, right? They, they're just like, it ends up being not very different. You know, Instagram reels is, uh, you know, for someone who doesn't <laughs> use TikTok really, I mean, it seems like exactly the same thing to me. So it's kind of like, but, but your point about, well, someone might be on this one platform and not on the other, and you're not going to reach them and that kind of thing. So yeah, it certainly makes sense from that standpoint. What do you, so what do you say to the, the thought that, okay, so if I, if you're on, if you're repurposing content, you're putting it on all of these places, what about the people that are on those different platforms? And they're like, I'm just seeing you put out the same thing over and over again. Is that negative? I mean, how, how do you, how does that, how do you feel about that? I mean, I've heard this qualm issue <laughs> from, you know, I've heard people say this and I don't think I've ever seen anybody say, oh my God, I've seen this on Facebook. Will you stop posting it on Instagram? I don't think I've ever seen anybody or heard anybody say that. And if they do, well, then that's just a comment under my content that's going to increase the visibility of said content. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. you can comment and, and complain all day long, but you're helping boost my content for more eyeballs. So, um, you know, I mean, it's my platform. It's my profile. I, you know, it's your platform, your profile. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the haters and the trolls and people, people putting even negative comments in the, in the, at the end of the day actually help you in terms of visibility. So it's, uh, yeah, not, not a bad, <laughs> maybe that's the strategy is to try, try to make people dislike well, it. And you know, that is possible. a social media strategy. People will put misspellings in their captions and that will prompt be like you spelled the wrong and then that just creates more conversation in the comments and then it increases reach and engagement and gets you more eyeballs so people do do that and it's it's funny it's it's a it's a cheap way yeah. <laughs> to get the views yeah, yeah I mean I, yeah it's just a matter of whatever <laughs> I guess whatever you can do to to expand your reach mm -hmm. um well this I mean this is really all cool advice Let's uh, let's maybe switch gears a little bit to where I get to ask you the questions that I ask each guest. Yeah. Um, first one is always related to the name of the show being Know Your Why. So Heather, what's your why? What what kind of drives you? What what's your uh, you know big big thing that's pushing you forward? Knowing my why. I mean, my why has always been just being my own individual, not having to go with the flow. I'd like to go against the grain. I don't like having a boss. I don't think I've ever 
liked having a boss. Um, I like to be my own boss. I like to make my own, um, my own schedule. I get to, I, I get to pick who I want to work with. Granted, that always wasn't the case. Um, you know, because when you're first starting out, you know, you can't really be choosy. Um, but now after 15 years, I'm able to, you know, kind of pick and choose who I want to work with. Um, and I also get to work from home, which was really beneficial when I had my daughter. Um, so, you know, if anything does happen, I'm home. If she has to come from for school, if I have to go pick her up, you know, I'm able to, um, make that adjustment and just the freedom I I think is the biggest thing is, you know, the freedom of being able to have my own business. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I mean, definitely a common theme. T- time freedom is, is a big part of, of I think, almost every entrepreneur is why uh, it, it, it's, yeah, it, <laughs> just reaching that point, I think, is, is, you know, kind of this amazing relief almost in your life where you're like, okay, now, now I do what I want, right? It's just not, you know, no one tells me what I want. It sounds like, sounds like you started that in sixth grade. So, so <laughs> good for you figuring that out so early, but, uh, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, second question, tell us something about yourself that maybe isn't common knowledge, uh, you know, special skill, a hobby things. That maybe if you're a, a social media creator, that's going to be hard to think of because you probably <laughs> put put a lot out there but uh maybe have some some hidden talent well i'm um i'm actually really private on social media um i don't like to share my personal life on at all hardly i don't share my kids i mean i have two dogs a cat three kids an orchard bees like (laughs) i have all this stuff and not a lot of people know about me personally but um something that people don't know uh Oh gosh. Um, I am okay. Uh, I am a third generation alcoholic and I've been sober for three years. So that's not a lot of people know about me, but thank you. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. I, uh, I, I'm familiar with, uh, with familial alcoholism. So <laughs> I understand that struggle, uh, and congratulations to you. That's, that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, and thank you for sharing that. I think that's a very, thank you. <laughs> uh, <a> very, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to share more of my personal life because it's, you know, people want to know who you are, especially in this digital age and living online. Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, inner work is, is necessary, but yeah, I just, I'm trying to share a little more. So thanks for that question. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when people hear this, I'm sure they're going to want to reach out to you. Uh, what's the best way and, and we'll put whatever you want in the show notes, but what, what's your, uh, what would you like for, for, outreach i mean if you're on any platform i'm on facebook instagram twitter pinterest tiktok um all literally all of them uh and clubhouse you can search hashtag heather cox codes um my username across all platform is heather cox codes um you can find me on my website heathercoxcodes.com uh clearly branding and uh name recognition is important so you can find me on any channel and message me on any channel that you prefer awesome that's a really good to have that consistency (laughs) i feel like that's sometimes a hard thing to do because someone will have you know you think of something and someone will have something that's like or they already have it on another channel or something. So mm-hmm. uh, very, very good idea. Um, final question for you, which will probably be, I'll, I'll rephrase it a little bit differently than what I do with, with most uh, when we're talking <laughs> about real estate, but what, um, 
What's a piece of advice that you would give to someone who, for example, myself, who is not particularly good at social media, maybe getting started, trying to trying to build their presence, get better? What would you What would you tell them? Is is you know kind of some some I don't know inspiration maybe or or just uh, even if you want to go with straight up strategy, that's fine too. So, I mean, there's a lot of talk about consistency. People talk about that all the time, but we don't speak on frequency. Um, consistency, you can be consistent once a week. It could be consistent once a month, but the frequency is what is important to create that social proof, especially if you're in the real estate industry, investing, um, you know, uh, real estate agent, broker, what have you, that frequency will increase social proof because the more frequent you are, the more trustworthy you become in the eyes of social media and those viewing it. So don't think about consistency. Yes, you must be consistent, but think about the frequency in which you show up online, um, and especially when you're starting, because people do start, they'll like post once a week and then it doesn't get any traction and they're like, what am I doing wrong? Well, you're not posting frequently and that consists of once a day. It doesn't have to be a whole production, but posting once a day and even sticking maybe to the stories will show that you're open for business um, and that you are here and relevant and you're ready to, to communicate and connect and socialize. So just think about the frequency. Yeah. And I was, you know, sorry, you sort of touched on it, but I was going to ask you that sort of follow-up question is, so that's a great point because yeah, consistency seems to be the buzzword that everybody talks about, but, but yeah, you could consistently post once a month and that's not going to help you. So when you talk about the frequency, what, what, what do you think is the right, you know, kind of frequency, you know, once it even just observing the people that I see get, you know, a lot of traction and have really, really great, you know, kind of social media presence. Uh, it seems to be far more than once a day, right? You like it's, it's, you know, they're posting all the time. They're, they're putting out a lot of content. Do you have, you know, is there a magic number like, so that you're not in everybody's face too much versus, you know, kind of being out there enough that they, like you said, like they know you're, you're, you're there and, and present. Well, every industry is different. So let's take like a news outlet, for example, they can post every two hours on Facebook because they're getting that media, those news stories, and they're pushing it out to the, to, to their audience. Um, but an influencer may be different. Um, they would have to post five, six, seven videos a day. Um, you, you really want to think about how fast you want to grow. That will, dictate how frequent you should be. There is an amazing influencer. I can't pronounce her name, but she is an influencer for feminine products. And she posts like five, six, seven times a day. She's an influencer and she grew so fast. Somebody actually did like a research TikTok about how she grew and the frequency in which she posted. And that grew her audience exponentially. So you have to think about how quickly you want to grow organically through the amount of frequency. So take my Instagram, for example. Currently, I'm not posting on my feed as frequently as I should be. 
But I did tell people in the feed that I'm taking a break from my feed and I'm sticking to the stories. So I'm increased my frequency on my stories, which has increased my viewership on my stories, but my feed viewership has gone down. But when they read that last feed post saying I'm sticking to my stories, then it redirects my people to the stories. So you just got to think of what capability or feature you want to be the most frequent on and then stick with that. If you want to be frequent on the reels, do that. If you want to be frequent on the feed with videos and carousels, do it. If you want to be frequent all the time on stories, do it. Just think about how fast you want to grow and then be a little more frequent. If you want to grow faster, if you don't want to grow that fast, just you know, kind of post every day, but not be, don't be so crazy. <laughs> and like, don't post like five, six, seven times a day. So. Gotcha. I mean, great advice. And and I appreciate all of what you've said today. I mean, I think this is really important stuff and uh, people can get a lot of value and, and help, you know, their own social media growth. And the other thing I would, I guess I would put out there as a, as a pitch for you and for, for people that, that do this professionally, like there's no harm in getting someone to help you with your, with your social media, you know, that, that may not be, depending on the business you're in, may not be the best use of your time because, because it's not your area of expertise, but someone like yourself can actually help with your growth by, you know, sort of managing your social media. I don't know if you're taking on new clients. I just wanted to kind of <laughs> put that out there for you if you are and and, and just that, that, that this is a, a as, I, as I said, you know, as someone who didn't, necessarily believe in the power of social media until relatively recently like it's a huge component and and uh now i i'm very impressed with the people that have the, the level of knowledge and expertise in you know sort of managing that so so thank you for coming on and sharing uh I thank really you for having it. me um and then with that we will go ahead and sign out but uh but yeah thank you very much heather i'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.